Greetings and welcome to the Stone Builders Hour with Pastor Gary and my lovely wife, Elder JC from the Living Stones. Yes, and welcome podcast and radio family. We are so glad that you are joining us this afternoon to learn more about the seven annual feasts. We did the Passover last time yeah. and the pastor's going to talk about that. But now this time we have another one in store for you. Praise God. What a mighty God that we serve. We're so excited here. It's a glorious day on Jojamont Farms here yes. in Durant, Oklahoma. That's right. We moved. We relocated from Tallahassee, Florida to Durant, Oklahoma, and we are on a farm homestead. Hey, all I know is that we have a barn. We have sheds of... Animals are soon to come, mm. but it's all about following. You know what, JC? It's about First Chronicles 4.10. When Jabez said, enlarge my territory and cost me no pain. Praise God. And God did it. And we've seen our sheds and our bond. We have improved them just as the Almighty takes us to nourish straighten us up and improve on us. Sometimes you have to take what's existing yes. and make it new. It's worth the investment at yes. times. That's why each and every one of you are important to God. You know, the Almighty's first step in his plan brought us to celebrating the first annual feast. That's called the Passover or Pesach. And just remember, these are the steps to our salvation. Yes. Salvation and an opportunity to become a new person in Jesus Christ or Yeshua, as we call him on a regular basis. Yes. Just stay tuned to further find out Jehovah's second step for us in living a more celebrated and glorious life. Uh, that's one of the things that I always like. Um, the excitement that pastor has oh, because God. it is a celebrated life. Sometimes we think God is dull and boring, no. but he is none of those. And believe me, he's a trickster too. He'll get you every time when you think you're so down, he can just lift you up with the levity that he has in his word for us. When we review and explore God's second step it leads us to our understanding through the Passover. Because remember, the angel of death passed over them by what? Behind the blood. Yes. Because the blood will never lose its power. Yes. It's even our sins are forgiven through now, through the death and resurrection of Christ. Because he had to bleed for us. Wow. How? What man? <laughs> what manner of man would do that? Step in our place. I'm not sure. That's why I'm just a fleshly man. Mm. And to lay down my life yes. for my enemy or for that joker on the corner that he don't want to work. He all he's he got five baby mamas and he's not taking care of any of his children. Lay my life down for him. Oh, stop, 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 stop. Get back. Oh, well, geez. but that's part of the game plan. So what do we do now? How do we continue to walk 
in the Savior's death and resurrection in this flesh because it's this flesh that keeps us from doing what is righteous. Yes. And remember, we are justified by Christ, by Yeshua, by the Almighty, forgiven of our sins. Mm. And now we're in a right relationship with God. Remember, when we were in sin, all those times we had to kill the animal. God said, sacrifice the best, unblemished, so we could be in a right relationship. Now we don't have to do that because Christ already stepped in to do that. But can we, as believers, continue to be overcomers of the sins in our life completely? Well, let's continue in this thought because (laughs) Christ said we can. We can? Yes, we can. Romans 5, 9 states, much more than being now justified by his blood. So I am justified as a human being by his blood. We shall be saved from wrath through him. Thank you, Lord. 10 states, for if when we were enemies... We were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. Because remember, he resurrected. Mm. Hallelujah. And not only so, and this is an 11, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ by whom we have now received the atonement. Remember, Passover is coming. It hasn't gotten here yet. It's April the 15th, and we will be doing a celebration of the Passover. And following that, which we're talking about now, the Feast of Unleavened Bread is going to be the 16th through 22. And we have some good stories about Unleavened Bread. Second Second of April. April, right. When so, the new moon comes, when well, the full moon comes. Yes. yes, April 15th is Passover, and then that week following That's is based the, on the feast. Hebrew calendar, correct. the Gregorian calendar. Correct. So just listen and see how we can be overcomers. So this leads to the second step, as Elder JC mentioned. Boy, I tell you, she has lost a lot of weight since we've been here. And uh, more loss. I tell you, <laughs> she's doing real good. I tell you, some, hey, nothing like. Digging in the dirt, <laughs> <laughs> pushing, pulling, <laughs> painting. Yes, I tell you, it's awesome. But she mentioned the feast of unleavened bread. You know, it provides us the very answer to how we will continue to walk away from sin and not towards it. Right now, we're in such a topsy turvy yes. world. Right yes. now, it seems like everyone is running to sin. And not away from it. Oh, God, help us, Father. The Almighty, oh boy, he really loved Moses, I tell you. He told Moses, and this is on Exodus 12, 15 through 17. This is, I'm quoting the Old Testament. A lot of people, they want to stay in the New Testament. I love the Old Testament because that sets the foundation. It does. You said the exact word. It sets the foundation. Mm, mm, mm. So he told uh, Moses, the Almighty, Jah, Jehovah. Uh, I tell you, he has a whole lots of names. Seven days shall ye eat unleavened bread. Even the first day ye shall put away leaven out of your house. For whosoever eat 
leavened bread from the first day until the seventh day, that soul shall be cut off from Israel. Shall be what? Cut off. Mm. Oh, you don't want your soul to be cut off. <laughs> and in the first day, there shall be an holy convocation. And in the seventh day, there should be a holy convocation to you. No matter of work shall be done in them. Say that which every man must eat, that only may be done of you. And ye shall observe the feast of unleavened bread, for mm. in this same self day have I brought your armies out of the land of Egypt. Therefore shall ye observe this day in your generations by an ordinance forever. And let me put an emphasis on that. Moses, when we talk about history, one of the things that I know a lot of believers are concerned with, where the world is going. And I know we have to really be serious about that, that we are living in the end times. God didn't say he was going to spare us from all that is going around us, but we need to start looking at this as our history from Genesis, from the beginning till right now so we need to know that we are part of this history and god's made a way but are we willing to accept it and receive it or are we going to toss it aside and move towards sin uh-oh seems like uh we are moving more people are moving towards sin unfortunately well, before we take a commercial okay jc he says Seven days ye shall eat unleavened bread. Mm-hmm. Crackers. Okay, that's what I was going to ask you. Yes. What is leaven. unleavened bread and what is leavened bread? Leaven is your yeast. You put that in your bread to do what? To make it rise. But God is saying leaven's equated, and we're going to talk more about this, to sin. So you want to move sin out of your home. And they and he talk about the crumbs. If you got bread already made, <laughs> if you got, uh, you know how people like to do those starter uh, sources where you start with the bread already kind of started so you can put it together okay. and make it faster. Right. You got to right. get rid of that. So all of that should be removed. What about a biscuit? Can I it, eat a biscuit? No. It oh, has some leaven yeah, in it, too. Because biscuit. biscuits do rise. Just remember that. So anything that has a leavening agent like yeast, uh, even uh, buttermilk can cause some rising. So, so you gotta rich re- cracker qualifies. Yes. Any, a cracker or like a matzo cracker, they're flat. They don't have any... They're, they, they're crispy. They don't have any... Uh, they're not soft and pillowy. What about a wrap? Uh, 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 You might be able to get away with that. Tacos. Yes. So. You're going to be able to eat. So all y'all should be able to lose weight. If you follow (laughs) the the feast of unleavened bread for one week, no bread, no bagels, no crusty bread, no pumpernickel, no pies, no rye, none of that. Oh, no pies, no cakes. No, because pies is made with, even though you flatten it out, but it is an agent in there that will make it rise to a certain extent. (laughs) But hold on. We're going to take a short break, and we want you to stay tuned for the rest of the story of the second annual feast known as the Feast 
of unleavened bread or the feast of crackers, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Hold hey, on. I'll eat some crackers so my soul will be saved. All right. I don't know God's gonna do it. Say it, say it, say it. Say it. Well, I don't I'm Pastor Gary Montgomery, co-host of the Stone Builders Hour with my lovely wife, Elder JC. We thank you for listening to Living Stones Radio Ministry and invite you to become a sponsor of the Stone Builders Hour for as little as $25 monthly. Your sponsorship is tax deductible and can be made on our secure website, welivingstones.org. Just click on the donor button and become a partner. It's that easy. We want to thank you for your support. And God bless each and every one of you. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Stone Builders Hour with Pastor Gary and me, Elder JC. We are ever so grateful again to bring our special people, you, the truth about the Good news or the gospel as we know it. One of the things that many of the feasts describe, and this one especially, the Festival of Unleavened Bread, is there's so much symbolism. And when you talk about symbolism, we mean something that is regarded as representing or standing for something else. Like everyone associates the dove with the symbol of peace. The eagle with the symbol of war. Sometimes it's also equated as America. So symbolism it's is our money. That eagle. yes, it is. It's also part of the Roman Empire. That's the Romans. They were also yes, they were warriors. So when we talk about symbolism, we want to equate this particular feast of the unleavened bread, which is the second step in God's plan for us. Remember, the first step is Passover or Pesach. This one is the Feast of Unleavened Bread, where God saved the Israelites from Egypt as we as sinners are saved from our own spiritual Egypt. And you know, ladies and gentlemen, you know what your sin is. Yes. You know what you're running from or you're trying to avoid or overcome. That's what leaven is about. The leaven in bread represents sin. We mentioned that earlier. Matthew 16, 6 says, Then Jesus said unto them, Take heed and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and of the Sadducees. And you're thinking, well, what was the Pharisees and Sadducees? What do they have leaven? Well, Christ was referring to their puffiness. You know how they go run around, oh, no one, I'm above all sinners because I don't sin. I give to the church. You know, hey, we have believers like that too. But they have their own vain philosophy about sin. I mean, look at it. Back during that time when God gave the Israelites 
the Ten Commandments. Mm. They didn't even have the feast and all that yet. That w- that didn't come till most. The Passover came first, but there weren't the seven feasts. They moved through that series. But now the Pharisees and Sadducees, they made 10,000 laws out of Ten Commandments. What the? <laughs> what? You count, you can count to 10, but I'm not sure I want to count to 10,000. Just follow the basic. Yes. And not worry about adding more to it because God does say in biblically that if you add or subtract Uh from his word, he going (laughs) to add or subtract from you. So I think you better be careful. Yeah. Even the apostle Paul, he corrected the Corinthians and, uh, uh, in his book about their own lump of sin. First Corinthians 5, 6 says, Your glorying is not good. Know ye not that a little leaven, leaveneth the whole lump. Purge out therefore the old leaven. You know, you got to get rid of that old bread. And you get rid of that old bread, you get rid of that ring around your waist. Praise God. <laughs> that ye may be a new lump. Like new clay, as ye are unleavened. For even Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. Thank you, Jesus, for going and laying down your life so that we may have life more abundantly. Thank you, Lord. It means the Almighty removes his protective power, allowing Satan to work. Now, remember, remember, yes. Mm-hmm. What's that story say? That uh, when. Uh, he goes uh, when he told uh, when God called the sons of man who was among them. Yes. Satan. He coming too because yes. remember he can't do anything unless God gives him permission. And have you tried my son Job? Mm. And what did he do to Job? Mm. And he put some and he told Job, God have you tried my son? Have you tried my son Henry? Have you tried my son Malik? Have you tried my son Joseph? Have you? Uh oh. Now, are you ready for the test? That's why it's so important to follow his commandments, to, to sin no more. Oh, God's awesome, I tell you. But are you ready no. to stop sinning? <laughs> are you ready to stop doing the things that you're doing? Are you ready to become a new creature in Christ? Christ said, I'm taking on everything. So what sometimes I feel like when we sin that we're telling Christ it wasn't good enough that I'm going to do it my way. Well, there's a lot of sinning going on mm. with the disobedience because, I mean, right now the, the main thing in the papers or on the news right now is you have a biological male uh, swimming against yes. biological females, then mm. he's winning all the races. So, what messages are we sending, or not me personally, because, but what message is being sent to young girls who enjoy swimming? I bet you next is going to be tennis. So somebody's out there trying to, there's a guy out there trying to be the next Serena and Venus Williams, and he's going to come back and say that, oh, I feel like I'm a girl. But this guy goes in and swims like a girl, taking hormones, but he still has his male junk. And he's parading around in the showers with his male genitalia. Now, what can... Oh, oh send more. Anyways, let's get back to the story. You know, we... Oh, God, there's so much this will be. And people are saying, go, go, 
go. No, there's no there. They're they're also saying, "What's the matter with it?" Oh God! So I don't know if I'm training up my child in the way he should go, so he doesn't depart further from the truth. How is that looking for Mm -hmm. other children? Are we really going to be that naive to believe that this is not going to come back to bite us? And Britain's already getting it. They're being sued left and right because the children who went through that process and are now, because you can't reverse it. See, DNA is DNA. If you take your DNA, even when you reverse and take all of those hormones and everything else, when the finger prick is done and the DNA is tested, you still are who you were. Yeah, what you were. There is no change. And now they're being sued because the it's irreversible. I, I just don't get it. And people are doing it because they're trying to, to get ahead of puberty. God has designed the perfect <laughs> human. He designed us as already perfect. So any change that we're making to ourselves makes us, to me, Mm. imperfect. So I welcome the Feast of Unleavened Bread. Yes. Now you have three-year-olds, four-year-olds, five-year-olds being taught gender sexuality. No, being told that they can be anything they want to be. be. Anything you want to be. God. <laughs> hey, it's hard. And we have issues with it, and I know our age dictates. And we have three daughters, and plus we have a, an adopted four, Chinese daughter. And we have four <laughs> granddaughters, and I know that they're being taught according to the word. How is this being impressed upon them mm. that they can make changes that they know is not of God? Wow. That's confusion. So that's why we're not. Yes, we are. We're not to mix with the world center. Yes. And we need to start withdrawing to get out of the world. Get away from sin. Stop going to that club. Stop doing, stop. Just remove yourself from that situation. As believers, we persist to remove all sins from our life and away mm. from those that sin continuously. Yes. Why be around a bunch of drunks? You know, would you be around sex offenders all the time? What about being around rapists? What about being around, oh God, you know? We must remember that we focus our comments for believers. Yes. Or, honestly. or those believers who say they're believers, but then they don't act accordingly. How do you go out on Saturday night to your club, dancing, partying, drinking, smoking, drugging, everything, and then Sunday morning you're there at the church singing in a praise team? Oh. Or are you the pastor? Well, or, oh. it's that leaven. Uh, it's that leaven. We got to remove that leaven. <laughs> And then it says, once saved, always saved. No. I do not believe that. Because one of the things that we have to do, that's why Christ came. That's We should be pleading the blood over our situation because he already bled. That's why I asked you earlier, if Christ already did it, and you say you're not with Christ, then that means you're going to do it 
over again. You're going to be the sacrificial lamb. Hebrews 6, 4 through 8 speaks of falling away so far that we would crucify Christ again with such sin by disowning him. We're saying, oh, what he did doesn't matter. I can do it better. But would you give up your life for everyone? Uh Uh-oh. Would you give your life up for everyone? Because those of us who are still in sin need to be tied to a resurrection. We need to be resurrected. That's why we're talking about you have to remove yourself and act accordingly. It would be an absolute abandonment of our faith So much so that not only do we denounce Christ, but we're like those that crucified him back then. Because remember, even Peter denied him. Three times. And Christ said he was going to do it. Oh, no, Lord, not me, not me, not me. Until what? Are you going to be the one when they point the finger and they said, weren't you with the Christ? Not me, not me. I saw you at the market. Uh Weren't you with the Christ? That was somebody else. So we have to become serious about this, that it is important for us to take a stand. I always told my students whenever I taught in in, um, the schools that this is the line. You have to determine whether you're going to cross it or you're going to stand for righteousness. That is why we need to ensure we are staying on God's side by keeping his commandments and statutes. We know to be saved means turning away from sin. We know that. When we turn away, we become selfless and we look to God for repentance. There is not a day goes by that I say, thank you, Lord, for saving a wretch like me. Thank you, Lord. Mm for taking me away from sin. Thank you, Lord, for Thank opening you. up my eyes yes, Lord. to what I should be seeing, seeing. Secondly, we acknowledge that Yeshua died on the cross for our sins and rose again to return us to the Father. That's what he died for. Are you denying that? And thirdly, we acknowledge Christ as Lord, as the Almighty, as Yeshua, as the Messiah. All of those things. It's important for us to remember that, that we are unique. God said, what is that in 2 Peter um, uh, 4, 9, uh, 2, no, no, 1 Peter 2, 4 through 9. He says, we are a peculiar people, (laughs) a holy nation that he took us out of darkness into his marvelous light. So I'm staying in the light, y'all. I just wanted to tell you, I'm staying in the light, so you better come with me so we can all be there together. Praise God. Praise God. What a mighty God we serve. Yes, very mighty. According to John 1, 12, uh, he's acknowledging Yeshua's Lord, and he states, but as many as received him, to them gave he power. Mm. Uh, as received him, to them he gave power to become the sons of God, even to them that believed on his name. So open your mouth so that, according to Romans 10, 9, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth 
the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thy heart that the Almighty have raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. You shall be what? Without doubt. You should be saved. Yes. You cannot doubt this. For with the heart, man believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. We got to speak it. And it comes into existence. We speak it. Yes. And it's a sweet aroma to the ears of Jehovah to speak it. We need to say it. We need to say it. And I love it. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness. And with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So God is looking for our heart to be open. Because we say we believe. But he wants to say, do they really believe? Are they going to confess me as Lord? So stay tuned. Mm -hmm. We're going to be right back. Yes, indeed. And we're going to speak more on what Yeshua's interpretation of this feast of unleavened bread means. Hold on. Praise God. Give me that joy. You give me that joy. Hi, I'm Cheryl Bolt. I met Pastor Gary Montgomery and his wife, JC, at Living Stones International while working here at Wave 94. I love Pastor Gary and JC. I love their hearts. I love their passion for the families who are affected by incarceration. Imagine how you would feel if you were unable to be with your children because of choices you now regret, choices that landed you in prison. We may never know the difference LSI, Livingstones International, is making for these families. What if LSI didn't have the funds to reach out to the children whose mom or dad or both were serving time? This is why I became a monthly LSI sponsor. Would you please consider giving to help support this important ministry? Give whatever God leads you to give as a one-time gift or as a monthly sponsor. Your giving will change lives and will encourage Pastor Gary and JC to continue the work they now are so committed to do. Go to their website, welivingstones.org, or Google Livingstones International Tallahassee and support this worthwhile ministry. Thank you. Back to the Stone Builders Hour, and I don't know about y'all, but I'm having fun in the name of the Lord. Amen. Praise God. You know, JC and I are founders of Living Stones International, which is the host of the Stone Builders Hour. All right. We cannot do ministry without your support and partnership. And I asked you to join us in bringing the good news about our Lord and Savior to our listening audience. And you can do that becoming, uh, by becoming a partner by sowing a $25 monthly gift. It's so easy to become a partner and support this ministry. And know that uh, your blessing is being planted in fertile ground. And you can do that by going to uh, www.welivingstones.org and just click on when that page comes up just click on that donate matter of fact 
look at the page and it will share with you the the ministry that God had blessed us with. And, and after you do that, click on donate and that will take you right to the page where you can make a donation on our secure website to support the the, 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 the Stone Builders Hour. And, and once you do that, we have some special T-shirts. When you make that donation, let us know what your shirt size is so we can share with you and send you a T-shirt just for saying thank you in the mighty name of Yeshua. Amen. For being a support for us because we're all about being the good news. And plus, we have fun. <laughs> we have yes. fun. We get mad. We have to, All I know is that the Almighty told Abram to get up and leave at 75 years old to another land that he set aside for him and his seed to come. Yes, yes. And the man picked up, old man picked up with 300 souls and they split from their family and set up in a new land, new territory. Sounds like... uh, it sounds like uh, Jabez. We go to a new spot that nobody knows you or anything. But, you know, sometimes there's some words that they, some of those kings, they heard that. Who's this guy, Abram, coming? But once he got the, his name became Abram because he was obedient. He was obedient. I was just going to mention, um, not only provide a seed into the ministry, but you could do it on a recurring basis. And one of the things that's so great about being here on the farm is just to be able to get your fingers in the dirt you (laughs) see the dirt you see the consistency or you see the clay um, you see the plants you see the weeds Uh, so there's a lot of work that goes into building what we want to ultimately have as an orchard as a vegetable garden as having trees nuts and all of that and fruit so it takes work and we know that there are those of you out there who want to support the work so just do it we'll look forward and we'll get back to you and let you know how great it is to be in the kingdom of god Yes, and soon and very soon, we're going to have visuals. We have some videos that we've made. We just haven't posted them yet, and you can find that on YouTube. And uh, also, uh, SoundCloud and Spotify, they have video, too. So as soon as we go through our learning curve and how to do this social media, because we're very rusty, uh, we'll be able to share that with you. But you know what? (laughs) Yeshua told his disciples in Matthews 19.17, and he told him, he said, and he said unto him, why calleth thou me good? There is none good but one. All right. That is God. But if thou will enter into life, keep the commandments. Oh, I love it. He said, what? Enter into life. Keep the commandments. Wow. This is life every day. Yes, it is. When you get up every morning, you in life. Yes. When you go out to work every day, you in life. Yes. When you go to school or go to college or if you go into the supermarket, you're in life. Yes. We have life here more abundantly this past Monday because there was a tornado. Oh, yes. Now, JC and I, we've been to hurricanes. We've been through earthquakes. We've been through everything. But you know what? This tornado stuff ain't nothing <laughs> It gets, not only does it get pitch black, but all you hear is all these sounds that you don't know which way they're coming because 
it's a it's a whirlwind. It could swoop you up yeah. and out of here. Tornado touched down about fifteen minutes from here in, in Kingston. And it's a area it's a town that we've been to. Uh, matter of fact, that's where we got our greenhouse from. Yes. And uh, so we're building a greenhouse right now. And uh, so, and we pray for the people there in Kingston because that's life. Yes. And people lost everything. We had one man, he, 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 his house was destroyed. His barn was destroyed. They had to put down two of their horses and they don't know where the third one's at. Mm. That's life. Yes, it is. Keep the commandments. Yes. He also told them to repent. Yes. According to Mark 1.15 and saying, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye and believe the gospels. I just, I, I just have to interject one thing. When we talk about the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand, people always make or have the impression that it's so far away. Mm. But when you look at our current situation with the war in Russia, the with Ukraine, um, there's some underlying things there. And I know that we don't know all the truth, but we have to be aware that God is for us who can be against us. Yeah. But we still have to stand on that word. We still have to live, as Pastor said, in this life so that is part of life. I'm sure those folks who are in the Ukraine right now and getting blasted left and right, hospitals blown up, no food, uh, their homes being torn apart. Right now, that is their life. But they have to stay true. Yeah. And they're staying true because many of them are fighting back. They are not allowing that situation to change how they feel about their country. And that's what God's looking for. He's looking for true stand-up soldiers that are going to fight until the very bitter end. For him. Yes. And, and I tell you, this is all biblical. Everything that's happening with yes, it God is. and God yes. from that country there of Russia, this is all biblical and historic. And, uh, and they've been fighting for centuries. Yes, now. they have. It's like, this is not... There's nothing new under, under the, the sun. sun. Oh, Solomon said it true. We've been fighting each other in Europe and Russia and Germany and all of them. Yes. Well, I tell you, but God yes. wins in the end. And that's why now, more than ever before, is that it's time to pick a side. Yes, it is. It's like, whose side you going to be on? God wants us to stop breaking his spiritual laws. Yes. His covenant and start keeping his commandments. I don't know how many times we got to keep saying that. Keep <laughs> his commandments. Keep his, I guess we're going to have to There's keep There's only that. 10 of them. Right. We're going to have to keep saying it until it. No, it's 10,000. Oh, That's no. why people don't remember. They, <laughs> they try to remember number 11, and they can't think about the 10. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. I don't even know the 11th commandment. There is not. Praise God. <laughs> <laughs> As believers, he expects us to follow him. It's just not just keeping them and speaking, but you got to follow them. Yes. Oh, I wish I had a, uh, what is it, a penny for every time we do something incorrectly it's the same thing with God, but we're not moving towards sin. We're trying to move away from sin. from sin. And, you know, we always talk about the apostles, all of them, but Paul really had this specific 
solutions through his writings to work on what God inspired him to let us know about. And in Ephesians 2, 8 through 9, it tells us, for by grace are ye saved through faith. Listen to that. For by grace are you saved through faith and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. So there is no one on this planet earth that cannot make it to God. Amen. You just have to have faith. Must not of yourself, that. but it is the gift that God gives us. But you got to believe. You And what's he say? Keep his commandments. Grace describes what we all don't deserve. <laughs> we don't deserve his kindness. Wow. We don't deserve his salvation. But it is also the power word of the Holy Spirit. You know, when the Holy Spirit comes on you, it operates in you. It tells you what you know. Because, you know, it's that little voice that says, you know, you shouldn't be doing that. You know, you shouldn't be turning left. You need to go right. Mm-hmm. That's the power you have. Grace is a force as well as a favor. Because, you know, it's it, when we were growing up, it was called unmerited favor. Because we didn't deserve it. It's a verb. Because, you know, we give grace, we have grace, as well as a noun. Grace is that power of the Holy Spirit. It is very short-sighted that we do not need to keep his law more than receiving his favor or grace. Because we all think we deserve it. And some people believe what? Oh, I'm a good person. That's right. I I do this and I do that. I give money to charity. Um, I help out my mom. I help out my neighbor. You know, I do good things. I'm a good person. Right. But that's not what God's talking about. Remember, as believers, we must change our way of life from disobedience to obedience. Are you ready to do that? There's someone out there that this is trying to reach, that this is the step. As Pastor said, it's time to make the decision. Are you for God or are you against him? You know, 1 John 1, 8 through 10 states, if we say that we have no sin, Mm. we deceive ourselves Mm. and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful. Yes, he is. And just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from unrighteousness, all unrighteousness. Uh, what is it? Uh, one, just one. No, we got all unrighteousness. Mm. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar. Oh, mm. God. And his word is not in us. Go back and read that. That's 1 John 1, 8 through 10. Our goal is to grow in the almighty and strive against and overcome sin. That's why in Galatians 2, 20 states, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Mm. Yet not I but Christ liveth in me Mm. and the life, which I now live in the flesh. I live by faith of the son of God who loved me 
and gave himself for me. I tell you. When you read that, the first thing I thought of is Romans 1. And it speaks of a lot of things, but specifically, it reveals something to us that we should be paying attention to. And in Romans 1, 18, it says, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. That's why there's wars, rumors of wars, brother against brother, disease, all of that, because we, it's revealed already. Because that, and this is 19, because that which may be known of God is manifest in them. For God had showed it unto them. So people, when they say, oh, I don't know God, that's not possible, that's not happening. Yes, you do. Because it says, for the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. You have no excuse. God says, you know who, we, who I am. Yep. And there's no nothing you can say that's going to change that. So as believers... We are buried with Christ, resurrected from the watery grave of baptism to a new life in Christ. So the Feast of Unleavened Bread pictures this process of living Yeshua's way, placing sin out of our life. Because God already told you in Romans 1 that you already know the answer. You already know because I put it in you. So when you say it's not there or I don't see it or that's not true. God's calling you a liar. Mm, well, you know, I spoke earlier about that young man on the corner. Got what four, uh, four baby mamas mm-hmm. and uh, and all the children. He's not taking care of you. Are sinning? Yes. By not taking care of your children. Yes. And respecting the mother of your children. Yes. And you need to repent right now. You need to repent and ask for forgiveness and do right by. Each one of the mother of your children, which is you, and each one of your children, and you got to find the time and you got to find the money the to resources. Yep, yep, yep. You yep. got to do it. You got to do it because eternity, heck, is a long, long, long time. Fall on your knees and ask the Almighty to forgive you, and He'll bless you. And sin no more. That and he'll find a way. He he says he gives us always a way of escape. But we first have to receive him and accept that we're not going to sin anymore. Mm. Let's face it. It's it's real easy. I know it seems difficult. And, and there are times when we do get puffed up and ready to do certain things. But we know that God has our back. Always. Always. So we're going to stay tuned because we're coming up, Pastor, on the final segment. No. Yes, as we learn as believers to keep the feast, and this particular feast, the feast of unleavened bread. Crackers instead of crusty. No, instead of yeast bread. <laughs> crusty bread can rise too, but you can't make some bread like soda bread without yeast. Okay. Uh, that, that is true. We'll have to pull the recipe out for that. <laughs> Hold on. I confess, SOS, I need you daily. Can't lie, say the pain don't phase me. 
My God, who gon' help these babies? Greetings, I'm Pastor Gary Montgomery, co-host of the Stone Builders Hour with my lovely wife, Elder JC. We thank you for listening to Living Stones Radio Ministry and invite you to become a sponsor of the Stone Builders Hour for as little as $25 monthly. Your sponsorship is tax deductible and can be made on our secure website, welivingstones.org. Just click on the donor button and become a partner. It's that easy. We want to thank you for your support and God bless each and every one of you. Welcome back to the Stone Builders Hour with Pastor Gary and me, JC. Not only are we co-hosts of this program, the Stone Builders Hour, but we're also, I guess we can say managers or we're using God's resources to promote and really push Living Stones International. And it we are a um, outreach ministry that has worked for the past, I can't believe it, 15 years working with children and families. And we're still going strong. I, we always say that we're retiring, but I think God <laughs> has us yeah. in this for the long haul. There's no retiring. So one day you're going to wake up and we'll be saying we're 90, we're 100, <laughs> and we're still moving strong. <laughs> but God is faithful. And he loves a faithful giver. Yes, you know does. that. Praise God. Second Corinthians 9, 7 says, Every man according as he purposed in his heart. So let him give. That's what I'm asking you to do. Not grudgingly or of necessity. For God loveth the cheerful giver. And we, one of the things that I know about us, we are truly givers, not only of just money and financial resources, but we're giving of ourselves. We, we, we love to help people. We love to, uh, we're exhorters. When people say they want to go in the business or they want to do certain things, we say, go for it. We'll show you how to do it. And most folks have said, you will? Yeah, because what is it to be working in the kingdom of God but to multiply yourself? You know, God doesn't give by addition. He's exponential. Yes, so it's does. two then it's four, then it's eight, then it's 16. So he gives all that he has back to us by how we give. So ladies and gentlemen, just reach in. It's going into fertile and fruitful ground. You just mentioned how we help a lot of people, not just from a monetary yes. standpoint, but uh, we have uh, been blessed to befriend uh, new people here yes. in uh, uh, the Rand, Oklahoma area. And uh, we are friends with a member of the Choctaw tribe who just loves the Lord so yes, much. Yes, he does. He started a church and, and uh, before he started a church, one of the conversations that we had is that the the previous churches that the pastor kept on telling him that they will help him get his uh, 501c3 designation and help him to incorporate the church. And that went on for about a year. Well, I guess after meeting with us and everything, and then they wanted to charge him all this money and stuff. And it's like, what? 
um, let's just say that um, we've been blessed to be able to show him yes. and his wife how to get their tax exempt their uh, their tax ID number and also to file for their uh, 501c3 designation. And uh, and just the joy that they had because he said I can't believe it they've been we people have been stringing us along all this time yes so but that's yeah. why we love giving because when you give of yourself you're basically multiplying yourself you're yes. making someone else fruitful so become faithful givers because what it takes to continue with this program with other programs and even supporting other ministries we have always supported other ministries yes because we want to offer not only you the viewers a connection with like-minded individuals but we want you to stand on the word and understand that God like i said he's a multiplier he's not an adder he's a multiplier and so he we connect with like-minded people like-minded individuals like-minded individuals right and wilbur and Rosita, right because we stand on that word we believe in god's commandments i told you previously that every time i would write a check i would put lord i know you're going to replace this So as Pastor detailed earlier, we are to keep the commandments because look at the favor we have by keeping them. Look at what God has done for us by keeping them. And with Christ dying and resurrecting, it becomes a New Testament truth Mm. that keeping the feast of unleavened bread, keeping the commandments does bear witness to success remember the church was mainly through the apostles given to the church because it was a new commitment to christ they didn't have to go out and kill lambs anymore or bulls or goats or doves or bring them to the to the church now christ covers all of the blood boy that must have been that was really gory too i i I mean, I, I know say, we're talking folks about. Are upset about the 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 sacrifice gone because some folks in the church they would sacrifice the bull, and next thing you know they had a big barbecue. <laughs> well, that's true, but so when Christ came, the barbecue stopped. <laughs> Stop. No, we still have barbecues, I'm sure, but it's just the nature that when you commit to God, He commits likewise to you. Yeah, so you know, therefore, Paul. Apostle Paul, he links the Feast of the Unleavened Bread with the Passover. Mm. And since the Passover deals with forgiveness of past sins, the Feast deals with us following through with the Almighty's help to grow in grace and in knowledge to being a perfect man or on your way to being perfect or transition to being perfect. To full to the full measure of the fullness of Yeshua. Now get ready, JC. Tell the listeners with how to keep the feast. I want to know too. Uh, all so right. how are we to keep the feast? Well, the feast of unleavened bread, and like I said, we will get into as we get closer to Passover and to the actual dates, which starts April fifteenth. The first thing for unleavened bread, we must remove all the leaven. Mm -hmm. So bread products with yeast, 
with any kind of leavening agent from their homes and property. What? And you say, well, how what? do you do what? that? Yeah, you had to take them out. Wait a minute. You got to take all the, yes. the yeast yes. and all the dough. Yes. Physically I, remove them. Not all them starter doughs. Yes, you had to physically move them out. Not in the mailbox. No. Not out. in the freezer. No, out of the home. Oh, and you had wow. to, and then once you removed it all, you had to eat bread that was unleavened. You couldn't eat any of that bread. So you couldn't say, oh, well, I have a, like a, a, a half a loaf of uh, bread and I'm going, we're going to eat it up real quick. <laughs> no. And that, no, you had to remove it. So either you're going to give it away, you're going to throw it away, even mm. yeast products. Because I'm thinking, oh, boy, I have all this yeast. I'm going to have to physically remove it or donate it or something. Wow. But leaven is fine. It's not the leaven that's the problem. You know, because you make good rolls with leaven. Yeah. But it's the symbol of removing sin during the feast time, we just as we move leaven from our home. You can do this. You can. I think it's easy enough. I'll just compensate with ice cream. <laughs> oh, no. No, none of that. And <laughs> pastor's a lover of ice cream. We, as believers, must remove it from our lives. You know, we're doing spring cleaning, and spring is here already. I can tell by the trees blossoming, uh, the little, uh, I used to call them bumblebee flowers, those purple flowers that grow in your lawn. So we need to do spring cleaning. And you know, I was just laughing with Pastor earlier before we went on the show about when you remove leaven, you know, you have crumbs. You know, sometimes when you're eating certain things, crumbs fall on the floor. Well, if it's leaven, you got to sweep it up and throw it out. So believers should be asking God to thoroughly clean them up spiritually, even from situations they may not have known were sinful. Because sometimes when you're thinking about something, if you're in prayer, God will bring to light things that are going on in your life that you got to clean up. So you need to willfully pray for it. Pastor? You know, our our focus is to rid ourselves completely of sin. That's that's a mission and a goal for for JC and I. And we pray that over our children. Yes. Children's yes. children's yes. to come. The Almighty commands we are reminding ourselves of his action for our behalf yes. and our responsibility yes. for him by overcoming ourselves. That's the hardest it, thing to do is overcoming ourselves. Yes. Sometimes we need to just get out the way and yes. let God be God because the world's going to be there and same with the devil. They're yes. going to be there. And what a mighty observance of the Feast of Unleavened Bread. I'm looking forward to it, to, to be able to remove leaven uh, with a symbol of removing all my sins. What a mighty God we serve. So I just want to say, thank you, Lord. Yes. As we have to end the program right now, just know that you got the whole world <laughs> in his hands. He got the whole wide world yes. in his hands. He got the whole world in his hands. He got the whole world in his hands. All right. Amen. Amen. We'll be amen. Back next week. Look out for us. And find us on Spotify, TuneIn, iHeart, SoundCloud, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Music, all of the above. We're out. See you next week. I just want to pray.
forever. Come on. 